0: This week we have Mark McCormick, aka The Guy Who Didn't Settle. Now Mark and myself have been chatting back and forth on Instagram for a long while. Whenever he started out with his Instagram account, I was sending him messages, I was giving him a bit of support, because I really like the messages that he was putting out there and I love loved his whole passion and the energy he had about him. His story is amazing, I've heard bits and pieces of it from what he's posted on Instagram, but we're probably going to delve quite deep into it today. Now, Mark is a coach. He left his old job in the business world. I'm pretty sure it was Facebook that he worked for. And decided to pursue his uh, his ambition to be a coach. Okay. Without further ado, further ado, this is myself and Mark, aka the guy who didn't settle. And we're live. How are you getting on, Mark? I'm
1: good, man. I'm good. How are you? Good Not to find finally... you. <laughs> See ya. I, yes I'm sorry this.
0: I can't stop the laughing as soon as we hopped on and saw, I saw the same t-shirt man <laughs>
1: <laughs> I oh, don't know if we both have good dress sense or bad dress sense but it's, uh, it's not, well it's looking alright on you now so I hope you're
0: saying the same about <laughs> me hey we leave it up to the people listening to decide on that one or watching <laughs> for the people who are only listening we're both wearing a, a, a very maroon t-shirt and it's both very tight as well I think <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. bursting out of it, if you can Busting see. Bursting
0: out. <laughs> yeah, so this is a strange experience for both of us because like we've been chatting on Instagram for quite a while and it's the first time kind of being face-to-face, even though it is only over a Zoom call. But uh, it's good to finally get chatting to you, man. I've, uh, it's been great to see how you've kind of progressed from the start of, of, of your page. And uh, I think the best way to start off would be for you to tell us your story and then yeah, yeah. Let, the, let the listeners hear
1: yeah, perfect. No, thanks a million for, for getting me on as well. Quick thing to say about Darren before we get started, because if I said this to perform, he'd be like, fuck off, don't be saying the same thing. No, <laughs> just to, to say a bit of a thanks to Darren, because uh, as I'll go on to my story now, um, I'm, I'm not in this too long, We're be around a year. So Darren was actually the first person that I didn't already know or hadn't met that was actually reached out to me, give me a bit of support and things like that as well. So it's important because obviously you know, when you're trying to get confidence and get messages out there, even putting up a video on Instagram or anything like that, it'd be very, ner- as you know, Darren, you're fine on camera now, but you could be nervous starting off, and even those little messages saying good post or good info, whatever it was, even reaching out to me through DMs, who doesn't want pigs sliding into their DMs, but even just messages <laughs> like that, it means a lot, you know what I mean? I didn't realize at the time until it started happening to me through you, and I was like, jesus like you know i started feeling more confident then and going from there so even from from you doing that to me now i'd be more likely to do that to someone else do you know what i mean whereas before i'd be like a message saying good lift or you know good info like means fuck all but i know how much it means now from from you doing it to me so i'll always be absolutely appreciative um, from that and the thing you said as well which um stuck with me was because i think i was asking you i was like why is he I was like, "What's this lad's ulterior motive?" Or so, do you know what I mean? Like, what's? But I was like, I had nothing at the time. There's nothing he can get off me. I was like, <laughs> right? but it was just genuine. So, um, you were saying you're not a success unless you're trying to make others a success. Absolutely. i I always remember you saying that to me, and I was like, "Fucking hell, this lad's like a fucking hairy bearded yogurt or, or Yoda here." <laughs> and I was like, what, you "What is that about?" So, no, thanks for that. I just wanted ah, to say that, uh, get that out of the way before I forget. So, yeah, cheers for that. I I've re- never
0: really appreciate that, man. And you know, I. Whenever I was starting out, I could have used something like that. I think that's the main reason why I kind of did that. And I'm a big believer in paying forward. And no matter what you're doing, you can always help somebody else out. And as you said, it doesn't take that much to send a little message. But for some people, it can mean a lot. Like whenever you're starting off in in anything, it's hard, especially with coaching because you have to put yourself out there so much. So a little message can really change everything. Um, That's put a big buzz it buzzed me already, man. We haven't even got cracking yet. <laughs> know,
1: no, no, I just, I, look, we'll go off on so many different tangents and I knew I'd forget yeah. it if I didn't say it at the start. So, sorry, yeah, I'll get to, yeah, just to, I suppose, give people a little bit of an understanding about me. Um, so, yeah, like, growing up, I was mad into sport. You know, I played so much sport as every young kid does. Soccer, Gaelic, County Gaelic, hurling, even though I was at hurling, <laughs> you know, handball, swimming, just bits of everything. Um, and then yeah from like 15 onwards 15 to 25 roughly I'm, I'm 27 now um i started getting chronic pains and injuries um and all that sort of stuff so you know i didn't know anything about the body didn't really care about the body uh, it's funny how you don't really care about something until it's you know starting to be taken away from you but um but yeah that led me all the way through you know college um and then i was you know i wasn't thinking it was too much of a big deal but then after college whatever age I was, 22-ish, 23, I was like, fuck, you know, I need to start taking this more seriously. The issues are getting worse and worse. Now I've, you know, my own money, I'm like, right, all I actually need is just to pay the best guys. That's what was missing. Um, You know, obviously not going to be named who was going to that type of thing, but long story short, I, you know, paid some of the best people that I could find and then not really getting any answers, not not getting anywhere with this. And, yeah, the last one then, you know, when I was 25, they they're telling me, all these diagnoses I have wrong with my hips and my spine and my back and everything. Cause the main things I had was chronic back pain, hip pain, knee pain, neck. Um, I'm kind of starting to name everything here, but yeah, <laughs> the main ones, the back and the hip were the two kind of main ones. And then they were diagnosed with scoliosis and all these other things. And basically telling me at 25 that I should be, you know, it's time to settle. I should be giving up this stuff. Um, I'd actually give, that was the first time I'd given up sport completely for a while so I was doing jiu-jitsu at the time and I'd given that up for around nine months so close to a year for the first time in my life I hadn't played any sport and for anyone who is very kind of sporty you can kind of know that not exactly at all I wasn't now depressed or anything but you know the toll it takes when like sport is your whole you life You miss the
0: competition and you miss yeah. having a goal to focus towards
1: yeah yeah and there's that and it's I suppose it comes a bit of your identity now that's a bit of a different topic where you don't I want do. your sport becoming you know your identity but it's kind of a massive part of you growing up so that was kind of taken away from me then telling me to settle telling me to I don't know as I say take up chess at 25 was it I, I don't know but um but yeah and that's kind of where things started to change then that was maybe three years ago and yeah that's when I was just you know at the moment, where was I going to settle? Was I going to not? I didn't settle. That's where the Instagram name and stuff is coming around. Or a guy who didn't settle. There's a lot of there's a lot of cheese grated onto that name there. Oh, I know, but uh... I love it, man.
0: <laughs> I was sitting, <laughs> I was sitting looking at it. Whenever you change, I was like, yes, I like that. I love a bit of cheese, man. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with cheese.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's. i have learned more as I go along. Like you know, I would be naturally more introverted and shy, and I, mm. I I never really told much about my story until mentors I had would be like, Mark, why aren't you saying more of this stuff? Like people. <laughs> You know, it doesn't look that impressive if I'm doing the splits but it looks impressive when two years before that I was told well, your hips are fucked you have to give up sport the splits are impossible for you don't even think about like all this type of stuff it's then you're not going be doing the splits and yeah exactly the context so then I was kind of thinking it's bigger than me. It's not about me or trying to show off or this or that. But once I started giving that message out there, people started resonating more with it and, you know, getting more clients and people are connecting with the message and things like that. Um, but yeah, that, that was roughly the story. And then once I made that decision to not settle, that led into to everything else, which we can talk a bit about the strategies, what I did to get out of it. Because when I decided to not settle, I had no game plan. Like I didn't know hmm. what yeah, where did I was going to do. Yeah, where did start?
0: Where, where was, yeah. So, what was the starting position? I I want to get inside your head before <laughs> before you know yeah. all before you know all. I'll let you know now. Um, yeah. Bring us to there and kind of take yeah, the plan yep. forward.
1: Yeah, because you won't know this either, really. Like no. you know you don't So the uh, story for you as well. But <clears throat> I like I still remember getting that final diagnosis. Um, and I, like I remember coming out of it. So just before that, over the last year, so the last year of looking for the quick fix and this and that I'd gone to a couple of chiropractors and physios and I'd been told I had like you know hip hikes one leg longer than the other hyperextended knee hip impingement hip uh, you know FAI femur acetabulum impingement like all these types of things that I'm sure a lot of people are probably diagnosed with and then I remember I went into the last person I'm hopeful again you're always hopeful going in like you know in my head I was thinking I'm going to pay them they'll tell me what's wrong and I'm going to fix it which as we'll get into that doesn't make any sense but I was hoping like, oh, this is the best one now. She's the, the best person I can go to. She's going to tell me all oh, that was a load of crap. But um turns out, yeah, she diagnosed me with scoliosis staying of the spine, um, which she thinks was leading to all my issues and all why I'm feeling tight and stiff all the time. So when I was kind of hoping there'd be a big final answer, that was the last one then kind of nailing the coffin. So from there, yeah, what I did from there, didn't happen overnight or anything. Like this is, you know, I, the mindset was just thinking that I need to start looking into this more myself was the first thing because I I was at the mercy of everyone else in a way. I was just going to someone like you fix me here. Will you fix me? Will you fix me? And I had no idea about the body at all. And you know, it's my own body. This is where the, the, like the ownership, the ownership is the first thing that I talk about. I talk about ownership Jocko,
0: Jocko, uh, oh. Jocko uh, mentioned already straight away. <laughs> oh, Jocko. You
1: listen, you listen to Jocko? Get me on the podcast. And, um, but yeah, that that was the main thing for me. And I, like, I'm mad into that, as you know. But that was the first thing because he, even with the ownership, like even the way he talks about it, if, if you're not taking ownership, you have no control. Like, just like I said there, I'm not taking ownership. It's not my fault. It's his fault or it's her fault. You fix me, you fix me. And when you're not taking ownership, you're not taking control so as he would say if you take ownership now you've taken control if you take control you can make some changes if you make changes that's going to affect the outcome of your body for me it could be your mentality your life you know of anything so that was kind of the first thing i got out of the road of like feeling sorry for yourself essentially i guess um you know feeling sorry for yourself blaming other people blaming the healthcare system um for not fixing me and all that kind of stuff and I know there's loads of stories out there like me you know that I'm not an anomaly like this kind of stuff goes on all the time so that's why the main kind of thing I keep saying at the moment is that like you don't get what you deserve you get what you settle for because you know I'd, I'd like to think I'm a nice person a decent person helping people you know like why in my head I'm like why is this happening to me like why am I the one that has to you know give up sports at 25 like you know why isn't it someone who a murderer, or a rape, rape, you know what I mean? Like, why, why is this happening to me? And, and yeah. again, that's just coming, like, you know, so that's the mindset I was in. I was trying to get out of that. And it started, like I said, with the ownership and looking into Jocko and, and seeing his point of view and kind of been like, yeah, you know, I haven't really tried much about taking it on myself. And like, with your own body, if you think about it, you know more about your car, your phone, your laptop, your, Do you know what I mean? Like, we know a lot yeah. more about all these I other things, but yes. yet when it comes to the one, the one body you have, we know nothing about it. So that's where it, where it kind of started from there.
0: Um, that's, that's, that's brilliant. And speaking on that, like not knowing how to know your own body, I think things mm-hmm. like uh, knowing a certain amount of your body and knowing about nutrition and knowing um, what to do if things happen, like bad things happen, if you get an injury, some basic things that you should do, those should be included in education, I think. And it would lead to so much uh, less money having to be spent down the line for people to go to to people about uh, getting a new diet or how do I lose a little bit of weight, it would just automatically it'd be a, a simple few steps. If they don't work, okay, then you can go and try somebody else. But you're giving a certain amount of control to the people rather than to putting it out there for other people to kind of work for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like <laughs> that's why it's like I think the options were given at the start should be the last resort in a lot of cases. Like things like surgery and stuff were were suggested to me. You know what I mean? As in, that should be fucking... That should be rock bottom of... You know, last resort. Yeah. Not going under the knife as a first resort. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, the surgeries can go wrong. Like, as in... Mm. If you know who John Danner is, if anyone who knows jiu-jitsu is watching this, like, he got surgery on his knee and they cut... Like, they, they've fucked it up, basically. And, and he, can't, he can't roll now. Like, uh, uh, like in competition-wise, like, they basically got a surgery on his knee and they fucked it up. And he can never do competitions like that again. So, you know, surgery is... is said in a lot of cases even with gaa lots of people with hip issues and surgeries and stuff are suggested straight away which i think is it's ridiculous like and that's the kind of stuff was pushed on me so yeah last resort exactly like as you said go for the lowest hanging fruit do we know anything about the body you know all that type of stuff which i go into more detail but yeah that stuff first not going straight to the hail mary's and you know that kind (laughs) of approach which is too (laughs) yeah which, which is too prevalent in it so um so if you're going to say something, if you're going to say else there, sorry, but I was just I was going, going to say to the say, education. Then
0: yeah, yeah the education. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, that that was the second part of it because when I'm telling people, it's the ownership first. So right, when you when you get over all that, which you know we won't go into, but once you take the ownership, relies up to you. The second thing then is to start to actually educate yourself on the body because you need those two things together. If if you try to educate yourself without taking ownership, you're just going to drop off, you know what I mean? But then on the other hand, if you're taking ownership and you're not educating yourself, you're going to be trying the wrong stuff for years. That's what I did, you know, trying the foam roll and trying this, not educating myself, so I was expecting great results. But the two of those together is very powerful then. You're taking ownership, you're committed to it, and now you're going to start to educate yourself. So that's what I did, and I've gone through a long route now. Like To sum it up, it's been three years, possibly up towards 10, 10 grand, you know learning from mentors doing courses on mobility going around trying to follow the best people and that's another thing I keep telling people is for me on this journey now I knew I was way behind like I knew nothing about the body Mm. same as what we would know looking on Instagram about foam rolling and that's all I knew so I say now that I follow the results so that's the first thing I did with this education I didn't think I need to do a physio course or something like that because those thoughts had entered my head but then I was like I'm going to physios who have done the course and been working for 20 years. So I don't think that's the right, you know, I don't think that's the right mm. approach. So, and, that, and doctors as well who are working for 30, 40 years. So I was like, I need to just start to follow the results. And I'm looking for people. Has there been people like me who've been in pain, who are now out of pain, moving really well, they're going to show them what to do. And I'm, you know, the same in anything. If you, if you want to be a millionaire, do you listen to someone preach at the top of a class? I would be a millionaire even though he's making 30 grand or do you actually go find the millionaire, ask him what he did and show you the route to get, do you know what I mean? That mm. kind of, that's what I was starting to think then. And I was like, right, I'm just going to follow the results now and see where that takes me. And and it, it just snowballed from there. I was finding people, like I went to movement one-on-one first of all, saw Brian and Rob and I was like, you know, they came from places of pain and chronic pain. And I was like, yeah, I think that's they're their proof of their product. You know what I mean? They're a product of their own product. And I, and I was Getting help from them, and then I did the courses. You know, some of the courses they were doing the forc started snowballing from there, and learning more and more and more um, around the body. And then once I started learning it, I started doing it on myself, and that's the biggest thing. So as I follow the results, and then test this stuff on yourself, because at the end of the day, how do you know if something works? The proof is in the pudding. Do you know what I mean? If like yeah. if if you if you tell me something, or if someone tells me something, how do I know if it actually works? Unless I test it on myself, and then I can physically see with my own eyes and if it works or not so like i'd would i gone 10 years doing the foam roll and doing the stretching still in chronic pains not any more mobile started doing this type of stuff after following the results with within three to four weeks i was feeling better than i had the previous 10 that's enough for me there's the results oh, yeah. you know i don't care if they came from a bum on the side of the road or a lad who had 10 doctorates. that's enough for me do you know do you know what i'm saying i was just yeah. that's the results for me i can feel it in my own body i can see it that's enough for me so once I got that route then that was a rabbit hole I just dive head first into because I've been, I've been waiting for that for so long because like a lot of people similar to me like the effort isn't the problem the consistency isn't the problem I'm trying every, like I, I, I would have been stretching 30 minutes every night foam rolling 30 minutes every night every day mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean it wasn't the, it wasn't down on me that I wasn't trying hard enough I was fucking trying hard enough it was just the, I was missing the right information
0: and just a the- just to dissect just a little, a little bit we can continue on on that path yeah. but i thought uh, when it comes to like you know putting in the work uh, the amount of work that you put in man is up there like you know when you see uh, the likes of Dave, david goggins when you think david goggins sort of mindset i'm putting you in the same ballpark obviously david goggins yeah. is a freak but i mean oh, in a yeah, sense yeah. that you kind of went all in Uh, as soon as you learned what you needed to learn, you went all in and you put a lot of hours in. Uh, What sort of hours did you start committing to like the specific mobility and the training per week? Because I know my thoughts on obviously the method, the results speak for themselves. I think there's a a group of people that that wouldn't appeal to because they wouldn't put in the amount of effort Mm. needed. If you get what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what sort of hours are you putting in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up as well, because that's one thing, again, people, because <laughs> for me as well, like the only people are now starting to message me on Instagram saying things like, Oh, whatever. I wish I could have your mobility and this and that. Whereas in my head, I'm like, I'm you know, I don't think I'm that mobile or whatever, or even someone said the other day, like I, I wish I could have your mental resiliency and this kind of stuff. Like, who is this at? like what? <laughs> I'm, I'm the same as you. Do you know what I mean? This kind of putting people on pedestals type of thing, which as I'm showing people if they're watching my stories every day, there is no real secret. But yeah, to answer mm-hmm. your question there, I did put in a lot of hours, but people don't understand the change that can happen from a five or 10 minutes a day so I'll explain what I mean here so again if you look at me and the change I've had over two years I've done roughly around um five to ten minutes a day daily movements on my body first of all so you could say let's say 10 minutes 10 minutes a day so that that'll be 70 minutes a week even we'll say an hour an hour a week to make it a bit easier for the math so what would that that would be an hour a week that's 52 hours already just from that 10 minutes now and then multiply that by two. So that's, from five minutes a day, that's 100 hours over the last two years. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about mobility. Give 100 hours to anything and, and tell me it doesn't improve. Juggling, dancing, me- mental resilience, anything, anything at all. Give me mm-hmm. 100 hours and tell me it's not going to improve. And when you, sit, you think that's a lot of time, it's five minutes a day or six, whatever. You know what I mean? So like, people just don't understand how this can compound and add up over time. And it's something we, we call domain dependence. People are doing this in, in other areas of their life, but they don't realize it. If, if, when, when I'm trying to explain this to clients, if they're not getting it, I'm like, do you have a pension? Yeah. All right. Every payment there is a bit useless, isn't it? Like, why are you only putting in 60 euros sure it's worthless? What's it going to be? And they'll be like, oh, well, it's actually the 60 euro over 30 or 40 years will end up me having hundreds of thousands. So I'm like, oh, so it all added up over time into a large amount at the end. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, why don't you take that approach with your body? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. the same thing love that it's the exact same thing love that yeah
0: i um, so. i had a similar conversation with somebody when it came to reading uh last week um i would always put reading off because i can't commit half an hour i can't commit more like 40 minutes i need to get my head into the book before i can really like start reading mm. i i was like why the fuck am i telling myself this like i'm kind of not enjoying the book and getting guilty about not enjoying the book because i don't have the time to do it but yeah if i spend 10 minutes every morning for, like, as you say, it all adds up. I'm not going to start doing the maths because 70 is a harder number to do than one. <laughs> I, know, I thought I was not going to embarrass myself there. <laughs> not doing that. I'm not doing that. But it does the accumulation effect. Anything. Mm. Uh, brushing your teeth is a simple one that people yeah. always seem to bring up. You brush your teeth five, 10 minutes, however long you spend. Mm. That adds up, and it means that your teeth end up being clean because of it. You know, it's yeah. The accumulation.
1: That, yeah, that's a perfect one. Like, even I had that jotted down here in case I missed it. That's the one everyone resonates with. I'm like, if if anyone listening now, if they could take one thing from this to try and improve how they're moving and feeling, it'd just be treat your body as well as you treat your teeth. And that's it. You know what mm. I mean? Even if you took one thing from the show, that'd be it. Because again, yeah, five, five minutes every morning, and every evening, 10 minutes a day. Like I said, that's the 200 hours over two years, 100 hours a year. And it's proactive. That's the main thing. It's proactive. You yeah. know, we don't. As I'm telling people, you don't wait until you know your 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 teeth are black and one or two have fallen out, and you're like, Jesus, I think I should actually start brushing my teeth now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> some as people like, would we though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some, so, yeah, some, pe- people some people don't,
0: don't brush their some teeth people even people if would. they are falling out.
1: True. What, what you thought about
0: true. the the injury uh, of the let's say let's paint the picture. Let's think of the equivalent when it comes to a uh, movement. Somebody who's had mm. chronic pain and they don't want to seem to do anything about it because there's a big population that don't. And mm. they don't even seek out the help. They just kind of go on and they don't want to change their behavior. Where do you mm. think them sort of people um, fall? And do you think is it a case where coaches and such need to get better on the behavior change side of things in order to make them people fall into the action category?
1: Yeah, I, I just, there's, so, there's so much in there as well. Yeah, I, I do think to kind of start off, ancient, the information has to be a little bit better, first of all. Like that's, you know, just kind of like we mentioned, because if they think, Like for me, the way you can lose motivation, if you have no motivation going in, you want it to be kind of improved. I would say it's best to just start people off small, no matter if it's for mobility, fat loss, whatever it is, start them off small and get them those little small wins. First of all, you know, that'll kind of snowball because if you're um, not getting any quick wins, then things are going to get even worse. Like what I mean is that set the expectation right and say, look, like nothing's going to I would tell people nothing's going to change overnight. I'm not going to tell them it will. Like, look, anything can change in time, even from five or 10 minutes a day, maybe go through some of the teeth examples, et cetera, um, and just let them know there is no six-week six week fix because a lot of the time, that's what we're pushed in fat loss or even for moving better. I see these six-week, these 12-week things, and then even when I go when I did them, I'm not feeling great after six weeks, and then I'm like, fuck, maybe I am actually broken. Do you know the stuff that we're told? So I think the information is the first one because that sets your perspective around it and you think if I'm not better in three or six weeks, then look, maybe I am broken and you know it'll spiral down from there. So once you you know a bit more about it and then the second thing would be going, for, yeah, giving them something small that they can do and, and see even a tiny improvement on. And then I think once, once you get some sort of results, and again, it doesn't have to be big results, even something tiny, then they can kind of see that they can improve and that's all you have to do, in my opinion, because once I think for a lot of people, the same as me, maybe not the exact same as me. I always had a bit of hope there. <laughs> you know, luckily, you know, I'm an optimistic person, but I get what you're saying if they're not. But once they can see a tiny bit of change, then they can see it's kind of possible is what I mean. Because if mm. you're getting, if you're seeing like a lot of people that I work with now would have been similar to me. And then in the first few weeks, you know, and I'm saying weeks here, not days. In the first few weeks, once they commit to the five, 10 minutes a day, obviously some other stuff, they see a little bit of change. and then that's when I get some of those messages. Even someone someone last week ran for the first time in a year pain-free. Mm. And I, like, we're online. I didn't touch them. Do you know what I mean? That's another thing is that, like people are realizing you don't need it to be cracked and this and that. It's like you'll see better information on what to do and you can kind of look after yourself which is the goal of it. So, you know, that I think that's the, the the main thing.
0: The crackers are out of business completely now with all this uh, yeah, crack. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. But, but sure. I think
0: in their profession, like, uh, like obviously that covers a wide array of uh, mm. practitioners but a lot of these people have been forced to kind of use methods similar to yourself like which would be focusing more on the movement giving the people more onus uh, to do the work rather than have to rely on manipulation and yep. um, when it comes to these sort of practitioners I think what I what I when I would rate one of them as as good it would be when they don't just dip into let's say a physio they're not just looking at physio stuff they're not just looking at osteo stuff they're looking at everything globally Mm they learn a little bit of everything and when it comes to coaching I think that's the way you have to approach it and you don't just try and pigeonhole yourself into I'm in this category you seem to be somebody who tries to gain a knowledge knowledge base from all sorts of areas do you think that's a big reason why you've gotten successful
1: yeah definitely definitely jesus does so many different ways going off my head now that i can kind of bring this But yeah i think the, the generalist I, i've i read different loads of books range by david epstein is a great book on that where he literally would tell you you need to be a generalist in ways and and it's it's like in our times we're told to be a specialist what do you want to do in college i want to be an accountant i want to be a doctor i want to be whatever and you're put into the route and you stay in, in your lane and you become a specialist but um that that was never really me um I've always liked loads of different things. Even now, like, I'm not just doing mobility. I'm doing strength and gymnastics. You know, I, I, like, I like a big mix of everything. I've kind of just been like that. But he thinks it's really imperative to be a generalist because it's not all about the depth. If you say, like, a, a specialist, they've got depth of knowledge but they have no range of knowledge. People mm. can't see my hand if it's on a podcast button or if, it's, if they're listening. But I'm saying like, yeah, like depth. If you just know like a column, if you just know something really deeply, but you know nothing like broadly. So you can't link anything together. And yeah. the example I remember from that book is there was loads of scientists in NASA trying to solve a problem. They couldn't do it for months and they decided to open it up to anyone around the world to actually solve it. A guy on a desk job in the UK solved it. And he wasn't a scientist. Do you know what I mean? It's just he could look at it from a different point of view. If you're only a specialist, you see the world through your little keyhole of knowledge. You don't see anything else around it. And this is why, again, I'm not against doctors, physios, etc. They can only see your problem through the keyhole. They've been trained to see it, and it's to view the body like more kind of a computer. In cases where here's the diagnosis, that's the issue. This is going to fix it like a, com- mm. a computer, like a bug in a computer. Whereas that's completely not, not the case at all. So I think having the broad range of knowledge was very important for me because I, I grew up going through all this and seeing I'd go to some person, they'd diagnose me with something. I'd go to someone else and tell them the exact same thing and they'd diagnose me with something else. And that's when I was starting to think, who who knows what they're what they're talking about? I went to five different people in a row and all five of them told me different diagnoses from the same information. I told them, <laughs> I was like, what? Like throwing darts at a dartboard here. So yeah, I think it, that's when I was like, I'm never going to be like that. I'm going to, Pull, pluck things from different areas Like Bruce Lee He would say You know Add what is um, I don't know What's his quote what Add what is use, No useful Subtract discard. what is useless Add yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Discard And he'd say Add what is uniquely your own At the end then So that's what I do mm-hmm. I add useful things Discard the useless ones And I try to Put my own unique spin on it From what I've learned then as well So yeah there's no There's no right or wrong way You need to kind of combine them all
0: exactly and uh, this is funny this is the second podcast i record, and the second Bruce Lee uh, mention <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get three in a row after this <laughs> um, uh, but some he's some, some man. man he deserves he deserves the shine Um speaking of like Bruce Lee and then like people that you, you admire like obviously we spoke about Jocko we, it, mm. we mentioned David Goggins how important do you think it is to have people that you kind of look up to um and have them from different areas as well they're not all like it's not all like army people that you're following, like or navy. Sorry yeah. to be particular. Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's what like I take inspiration from so many people. Everyone, literally anyone, getting after it in any way at all. Like you know, even there's a guy now. I, I'm living in Fairview. There's a Fairview Park just up the road here, and I go for try to go for a walk there every day. There's an old man. He's about sixty or sixty-five. He he jogs around there every day with a backpack on him. He looks like he's about to rob your house because he's wearing all black <laughs> and he's a black hat on him. But maybe they're robbers. But he's just going around there running, doing his own little thing every day, and I see him. You know, the fair play or whatever, as cringe as it sounds, a mother looking after her kids, doing all the work, and you know, any like I can kind of take inspiration from everyone. But yeah, I do love the kind of the more hard-nosed army stuff, and it's mainly because. Like if you saw my Instagram, it might look very like take ownership, do this, do that. And then you meet me in person and you're like, it's fucking easy going. He's not, he's not, you know, I I, know I don't talk to that to clients. You know, I'm just more easy going, but it's because that's what I needed back then. When I look into the Instagram, when I'm getting a bit angry or writing things like that, I'm talking to the, the old Mark of 10 years ago who needed a bit of a kick in the ass. He wouldn't have listened to maybe, you know, try a bit of that. He's like, Mark, you need to take ownership, you know what I mean? So that's why that resonates with me. But um. Yeah, it's mainly people around the kind of fitness sphere or um, the mental sphere. Actually, probably another tangent here. Do you know Ross Edgley? He's been my biggest inspiration lately, actually, just coming across his type of stuff. But, um, and, and why he inspires me so much is that I actually really like people who are not just doing things great physically, but also mentally and who are trying to give out the best information that's what I try to do as well. So like, I've loads of quotes from him in my head already. Some I'll be using forever. But he was a quote from Michel Foucault. would say, I am no guru. I just want to create windows where there was once walls. So I think he can get what that means. He's like, look, I know a lot about the body from my own study for 10 or 20 years. People don't know a lot because there's a lot of shite out there. You see walls everywhere. Like me, when I was trying to finance, I could just see walls everywhere. It'd be great now if someone could put up a few windows. So I'm just trying to do the same. Put up some windows, give people better information like he is. so they're the ones that inspire me the most. I don't, you know I don't care too much about if you're killing it or not physically, but ones who just want to put out value like you as well like you know just put out value for free, try to help people and you can see clearly if they're actually doing it you know like if that's what they want to do, they're not doing it with an agenda like they actually want people to have the better information. so they're, they're the kind of ones I, I would definitely follow the most.
0: I appreciate that uh, even being mentioned in a similar sentence <laughs> might.
1: <laughs> might give you one more compliment at the end so <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: fair I'll have a few for you um, speaking about like content and you saying that you're talking to your younger self I can kind of resonate mm. that uh, a little bit with what whenever I'm trying to make content and con- making content is such a strange thing I hate even saying it. it makes me sound fucking it makes me feel a little bit cringy when I say content mm. I feel like a YouTuber <laughs> and uh <laughs> Like When you're trying to put a message there, when you're getting in the headspace of, right, I'm going to write a post, do you kind of think what are the messages people are going to be able to take out of this? Do you kind of try and get into your ideal audience's headspace and kind of work backwards in a sense? Or do you kind of, <coughs> right, this is the point I want to get across? Or where are you? You probably sit somewhere in between
1: yeah <laughs> i suppose it, dep- it depends it depends when i'm doing the post sometimes yeah i'll kind of just do a post out of the blue and be like maybe i should have thought that through a bit more but yeah i tr- it, it's a lot of the time it's aimed at my previous self because that's what a lot of my clients are like you know people coming to me for movement issues or limitations and that, that, that was me <laughs> like um in a way i have a lot of confidence dealing with people because like nearly all my clients were in a better situation than i was if that makes sense like you know, so I'm confident that I can help them out and show them what to do. So, um, so yeah, I try to think of it from that point of view, which is either what they need or what I need. is kind of the same thing, because that's what I came through and try to ad- address the issues for them. And again, I'm going to sound like a bit of a broken record, but that's why I try to give out education rather than this, you know, do this exercise because that that can only go so far. Like, if you know, if let's say for you, if you have hip pain and then you're looking around on Instagram and you see my page and you see hip exercise you know you might do it and you might feel a little bit better great and then you know you might get the pain again in a few weeks time you do the exercise again it helps okay but mm. you know that is that going to be your life now every time your hip is sore you kind of just go and do that exercise you're it's kind the of context. treating the symptom rather it's all yeah, about the context it's,
0: just, it's going to keep yeah. coming back the context
1: yeah it's going to keep coming back so it's like <laughs> you're treating you're treating the symptom rather than the root cause there in my opinion mm. and, and that's not what i want for people i don't want me you know, doing a flash exercise here and there and everyone's like, great. And all the likes and saves and all this where I know because I've been there, I know that's not going to sort out how they're moving and feeling for the rest of their life. So it's more around the education. Like instead of just me giving you that hip exercise, what if I told you, um, more stuff about the body, you know, even, um, you know, as as we kind of talked before, the biopsychosocial model of pain. And, you know, it's not just all about the biology. It's your mindset and other things as well. What if I told you a bit about that in a five-minute video and then you know, oh, when I actually get pain, it doesn't mean I'm broken. It could be I shit sleep last night or not looking after my nutrition and I need to sort, I need to go for the low-hanging fruit. And, and you know, I I'd, I'd like them people to kind of, look at that stuff more but I, I know they don't want to so I, I'm I'm kind of trying to get between like giving people what I know they need but also kind of showing them what they want in a way because I know people don't just want to see drabs of information which I've done at the start and, and no one's liking it or no one's even looking at it so mm. it's kind of trying to find that balance between giving them the information that they need but packaging it in a nicer way I suppose or getting people to actually look at it for a start so mm. I'm I'm definitely guilty of just blurting out information and I know like I know from the start that my friends are telling me Mark no one's reading that like it, you know it'll really if, if someone hey, actually somebody, the to read it,
0: they are people are reading it but
1: well, some, some are yeah.
0: <laughs> there is uh, yeah people are reading it I, somebody said to me once before whenever I used to do a lot of that putting up messages or either talking constantly into the story Um and the thing is that only stays up there for a little while and not everybody is in the headspace to listen to that sort of thing all the time that is why uh, I try to change up my style. Instead of going with the stories and kind of maybe doing more post related stuff, so boom, I can throw up a story. If you're feeling such and such, blah blah blah. This is this is for you. You know, it's an interesting one. And like, obviously, we're both still learning how to work social media and get it in 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 our favour. But I think the thing is, social media people are doing it for enjoyment or the pastime a lot of the time, and they'll choose what they wanna what they wanna watch. So you have to kind of feed into that to a degree, but still t- stay true to your message and still tra- stay true to who you are. And that's where a lot of people get lost. they try trying to do too much just to get attention and they don't do enough value or give enough value.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. I'm like, I've loads to improve on there. Like, you know, just trying to find that. And Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's definitely something I kind of realized over the last while and trying to change it up. and. And, yeah, keep it more interesting, that kind of stuff. Because rather than just hammering the same message all the time, I know people might kind of get a bit sick of it. But, um, but, yeah, even like you've said there, um, not just doing the stories. Like, I I still put so much into the stories because people are messaging me, you know, Mm. saying stuff. even today, like, someone messaged me saying, I'm watching your stories the last while. It's changed my whole approach to training. you know, some of the stuff about going for small games, checking the ego, playing the long game, all these type of things. And he's like, that's actually changed how I'm going to train now going forward for, i seen that know, message for yeah. his life so yeah so it's that kind of stuff then I'm kind of like right keep up the stories but yeah no I'm trying to uh, start it's worth it for you then. other things and other things
0: yeah. we're all different like depending on what you're going for and depending on who's actually following you uh, it's going different things are going to work the stories side of things I know whenever I did loads of talking and, and there'd be like a million dots on top there would be less people watching it sometimes if they're really worthwhile I'm going to leave them up but it. I think it's the quality you're really good with quality um, your story always has really quality information almost in every single slide which means that it's going to be a lot better to watch on my end of things sometimes I I, I can ramble on so that's why I was like I I come back a little bit
1: (laughs) 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 but look I think it's all
0: a learning process when it comes to anything Mm -hmm. and social media is a strange one but it's it's, I, I enjoy trying to challenge myself in new ways to try and get people to take in the information and I can tell that you do as well because you've adapted your style quite a bit since the start
1: yeah yeah, oh definitely definitely. and even I saw you're on TikTok there as well that's one I haven't gone on to yet but, uh,
0: <laughs> I bit the bullet <laughs> I, I decided I'm going to do a little different on TikTok people do dances and all uh, cheesy mm-hmm. stuff I'm going to mm-hmm. put it like a try and get a, a, maybe not a daily message but just a quick message something simple get it out there get that uh yeah, uh, what you call it? Um, the more instant, uh, sort of gratification that people would get from like dance videos and stuff like that. I'm just gonna switch yeah, that yeah. up and throw a bit of uh something different into it because there's too mm. much of that, and there needs to be a little bit more value in that side of things. People spend way too much time on that shit. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't. I was like, because even like you said, sure. Because I put so much effort into the stories, I don't. I nearly don't even have time for something else. So I'd have to switch up a strategy and whatever. But I was like, ah. Oh. Most people are like my sister and stuff was telling me get on TikTok it's where everyone's at and maybe
0: I should but yeah I was just like hey, know, maybe, maybe Gary, we'll, see, we'll see Gary V was the person who kind of convinced me with that he said on the story once it was on about like just get on it and you don't have to do what everybody else is doing you can do your own thing and the same with Instagram it's like your own playground you go and you put out whatever message you want you control it exactly and uh, then it becomes you need to re- be able to realise what is the outcome of what you're putting out and then trying to tailor that but it's a, it's an interesting uh, process, and I think the more you learn about anything, you can still use it into social media. You always bring philosophy and a bit of history into a, a, a lot of what you talk about. Which is sorry, I just started getting a cramp in the calf there, so I, <laughs> had, I had to move my leg. I'm sitting up here in the bed in an awful position. <laughs> um, you seem to bring like a lot of different things and try and bring them into what you're using. Um, I try and do that as well, but what things kind of inspire you for your content apart from training and ability you admire?
1: Yeah. So again, it's, it's literally when I, like when I think of my Instagram, there's kind of two things I want people to get from. Like if you click on even one of my stories or one of my posts, I want you to either leave inspired or educated. So I want one of those two things to happen. I, I, I like before I got into this, I'm, like I said, a more introverted. I didn't really have a social media. I had an Instagram page. It's nothing on it. Because like, I'm never one to be like, here's my dinner or, you know, here's a kind of look into my life. And that, you know, that wasn't really me. So when I cre- created the page, it was either I want them to be inspired or I want them to be, be um, educated when they're looking it up. So it doesn't just have to be stuff on the body. Like you said, it's literally anything that has improved my life is what goes up there. Anything at all. So that's why it's, it's obviously mainly the mobility and strength and about the body, but it's also about the brain as well. Psychology, you know, there's philosophy um, and all that type of stuff goes into it too. So it's, it's anything that's improved my life. I put it up there because I know if it's improved my life, it definitely has a chance of, of improving others as well. And even the... It's, <laughs> it's funny actually because um, like I, I started sharing bits of books, like um, I have the Daily Stoic book now. So there's a page for each day, which is great. Stoicism is... People don't know it's a philosophy, but to me, like the old me would think, "Oh, philosophy is all woo-woo, like airy fairy type of shite And now, it's it's such a practical like I'm a logical, practical person. And then when I looked into that, it's actually a very logical, practical philosophy that you can utilize in your life immediately. So it's like a Tim Ferriss said it very well. It's like an operating system for life to live a you know a more of a stress-free life, mm-hmm. a better life, more aligned to what you want. So when I heard that, I was kind of like, "Right, I'll actually give this a chance." And then through sharing that page every day, I got more responses over that than any of the mobility stuff. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh crap, maybe I shouldn't have put that up, but it's like, what's that book? I get like, what's that book? Or who is this? What is this? And then I tell them a bit about stoicism and, and you can look into it. Um, so that, yeah, it's anything that can kind of improve people's lives. So people are really loving that. And even if I'm sharing pictures from, uh, or pages from Jocko's book as well, and different quotes and things. And you'll actually love this. I I was only thinking the other day, like, why do I like, Quotes so much because again i used to think quotes were airy-fairy and then i was watching elon musk on joe rogan i don't know if you watched that but joe rogan asked him that question and then i'll never forget this one as well elon musk just looked at him so obviously and just just said oh yeah it's because um quotes are just a clever compression of a concept He's literally just said it there. Like every quote that would be just like, yeah, like a clever compression of a concept. And I was like, cause I, I have things like discipline equals freedom on my whiteboard in my room and that kind of stuff, because like he said, it's just a concept wrapped up into two or three words. So, Again, like you're saying, when people aren't that motivated and things like that, because like I'm like i not either all the time, but then rather than having to sit down and say, Mark, why are you doing this? Oh, yeah, it's because you want to improve on your mobility or you want to grow your business or this or that. Rather than going through half an hour of that, I just have to look at that, discipline equals freedom. And that, that hits all that things for me straight away. Mm-hmm. So it's just that it's it's the whole kind of concept of what I want to do or where I want to go in life. It's compressed into these few words. And once I see that then it, it you know, it gives me all that other good stuff too. So that's kind of why I why I like that. And people seem to be loving that as well, just the stuff on the books or the, the kind of quotes that they seem to, to resonate with.
0: Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy quotes a lot and I was in the same boat as you. I didn't I thought they were like bullshit when I was younger. But I, I never I don't remember Elon I don't remember that bit in that podcast, but it does kinda of put it into perspective. And I think for some people it gets overwhelming and for some people being overwhelmed they're going to reject it so their uh, response is it's airy fairy or that's bullshit and i think people uh, a lot of the time whenever mindset or even mental health kind of gets brought up that's their response so like i'm not going to listen to that or they will find some sort of out if for them not to try something like that and it's just being afraid yeah. of of it, it's, it can be an overwhelming thing to accept that right maybe i do need to improve some people don't like yeah. admitting that
1: yeah, and that like that's So sure, we've all we've all been there. Like so I think that's literally it. If you don't understand something, you're kind of naturally I don't know if afraid is the word, but like yeah, you don't accept it or you you kinda dismiss it if you don't really know anything about it. And and yeah, that's I kinda when I'm talking about that kind of stuff in my stories, I just say it's around the ego. It, you know, you could argue is it the ego, is it not? But I just say like, yeah, the ego can kind of hold you back in lots of ways where you don't want to be vulnerable or you don't want to look like you don't know everything that this kind of stuff. So like, I am, um, I, even with the ego, like I tell people, it's, it's kind of like hygiene. You have to work on it a little bit every day. Mm. <laughs> like, it's not like, Absolutely. Oh, I checked my ego there two years ago. I'm sound. <laughs> you know, even when I'm training now, I nearly ended up injuring myself working towards like one arm am doing that and stuff, cause I don't like, I don't want to stop. And I'm like trying to, tell, I'm showing people that even though, it makes me a bit fuller about people might be thinking he's doing strength programs, like, how is he nearly injured his elbow? Do you know what I mean? Mm. But I just want to be real about it and say, Look, but that's I, really I, I'm important
0: can... because yeah. people do I, think that they like if you're big and strong, you don't get injured, and it's just injuries, mm. just a, it's just, it just gonna happen if you're doing anything that's like challenging to the body. You, it, it's not an inevitability, but there it's almost an inevitability, like, even if only a minor one, like the elbow issue. Mm. But well, I think it's good because you're shining the light in that, and then when that happens to people, there's not gonna be uh it's not gonna be a major catastrophe. They might have been yeah. a bit more normalized to the fact that there is gonna be ups and downs on that plane.
1: Exactly, exactly. Even like one of a client there last week, uh he said to me <clears throat> just on the check-in, and I was like, How are you how are you getting on? And he said, Everything was going fine, I had one bad day there, but I remember you telling me at the start that there's gonna be a bad day was definitely going to be a few in there so i thought of that when i did it when when you told me that i didn't worry too much about it and the next day then i actually made progress so like that's yeah. i tell people straight off you know because that was that was me i've made that so many times where i'll do a new program arnold 5x5 five five or something and get that little new gains and i'm like oh yeah man fucking Going to get jacked, blah, blah, blah. The next thing you have a bad session, then you have another bad session. And you're like, this isn't working. I actually can't mm-hmm. get strong. You know, that kind of stuff where it's like your, your training's like your life. Do you get up, do you wake up every morning feeling A1? You know, like you have good and bad days and everything. So training's no different. And, you know, yes. It's, it's-
0: that, that just you talking there kind of, I remember when I heard about stoic philosophy before and I started looking into it, it somebody described it as it limits the highs but it also balances out the lows. And I think that's a big thing because a lot of people, when they see minor success or major success, they get stuck way up high here. And then as soon as something doesn't go the way, then it's all the way back there. And you see it in sport as well. Uh, Those sort of characters that, they ride the wave. And then when the wave drops, they're fucking
1: drowning. (laughs) Yeah, and all that, that's massive as well. Even the, a lot of the people I follow, again, I try to follow ones with the same You know, kind of checking the ego, and they're not thinking they're everything. They'll openly say things like that. I have the bad days. I have the good days. Even if they do amazingly well, they don't, they don't, you know, have a fucking celebration. They're like, oh, you know, that's 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 okay. I'll have those. I know there's one or two bad days around the corner. Then when they happen, they don't worry about that too much either. So that was big, even for me as well at my training. I know that's going to happen, but the main thing is, what's the trajectory like? that's what people mm-hmm. should be worrying about even with mobility like if you're doing a mobility program with me or someone else you'll have a day where oh, i actually woke up today and i felt a bit stiff or something like it it doesn't mean the whole program isn't working you know how was your sleep and all those other things so it's like just to reassure them we'd be like okay over the last three weeks how are you feeling oh yeah i'm yeah. actually feeling a lot better than week one okay cool we have you know we have a bit of an off day here it's fine keep you know focus on watch focusing on a week later They're grand, and now they've jumped up another little bit again. So it's the trajectory, that's important. It's not the off days here and there. I don't do nutrition programs, but I'm sure, like you, same with the diet. If you think of 365 days a year, what's what's seven days of eating shite? Exactly. do you know what I mean? Over over the grand scale of the year, but I'm sure most people, if they wishes were with food, if if they binge out, they'll think, "Oh, I've ruined everything." It's like, well, you haven't, you know. If you're yeah. if you're playing the long game, looking at the longer view, if you're zooming out, you're not just focusing on the the one day where where you let it slip. When everyone lets it slip, you know, even even Jocko does. He you know instead of getting up at half four, he got up at five one day, you know. Um, <laughs> but even like same was with me as well. I showed the other day like I those two days where I didn't train and I should have and this and that. Like you know. It doesn't matter if you fall off. It matters if you get back on and just making small improvements each
0: time. Exactly. I'm sure that time when you didn't train for two days, in the past, that might have been two weeks or it might have been
1: yeah, two months. Exactly. So
0: your progress is, in that sense, is in your return to training. And I, I was guilty of that when I was younger. I'd have periods where I'd might train 11, 12 times a week. But like 11 and 12 hours training in just body old school bodybuilding style. I'd be eating chicken, rice and broccoli and... Food was terrible. Wouldn't drink. I'd be the most antisocial person. I'd get in great nick, but then I'd just go off uh, for about six months. I wouldn't train. Fuck all. I'd be eating shite, mm. and you know it kind of was that up and down, constantly all or nothing uh, sort of mindset. And it took I, it took quite a long while for me to realise that it doesn't have to be all in all the time. You know, uh, you can yeah, do yeah. be consistent. Get your ten minutes a day that adds up, or get your multiples of ten days. So get or ten minutes. Get your ten minutes exercise plan your meals out for 10 minutes uh, each week or whatever. Like all those little habits that add up to success, just do a little bit. And if you fall off, get back at it the next day. Don't beat yourself up too much.
1: Yeah, I think definitely. Like I think a good way to think about it, well, I say a good way, it's kind of the way that I I like to think about it is if you have a few things that you do every day and the rest you don't, like you won't judge yourself. Like just like you said there for me, would have been things like if I just do the five or 10 minutes mobility on my body every day, that's a good day. Do you know what I mean? Is that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like, I have to do that. I have to do three posts. I have to learn this. I have to do that. Cause, cause I've, I've had that mentality even recently actually over lockdown where I'm, you know, I'm trying to use it as an opportunity to learn. And I had a few days there where I was, I was nearly getting anxious or being a bit overwhelmed because I'm like, Oh, like these three courses I've signed up to, I need to learn X amount each day, yeah. and then I wasn't getting through the stuff, and in my head, it's kind of piling up. Where It's easy to get, and that can be different for anyone. It doesn't have to be learning if it's fitness or food or anything. If you start kind of, I suppose it's putting expectations, is it on your, like really expectations. high expectations That's on yourself, it. and not giving yourself a break, because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one to balance, because if you want to, everyone, well, I hope everyone wants to kind of progress or get better at different things, but it's a fine line of, taking it too far and I've noticed on myself a few times as well. So even there, just taking a step back. Am I getting those few things, the few minutes of juggling, the stuff in my body, learn one or two things a day. If I do that, that's a good day. And then an extra then is just bonus. You know, yeah. Yeah. Bonus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I tr- I tried to do that now recently and be a bit stricter with it because I had locked in especially, I was trying to do my precision nutrition. I'm learning this. I'm taking on new clients. I'm doing virtual classes. I'm, uh, oh, wait, I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, and uh, <laughs> all, 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 all these things started adding up. And like, I just sat took a sip back and I was like, wait, I want to do this podcast. I enjoy coaching the clients, blah, 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 all these things. But if I want to do all these things, I need to tick boxes like I need to get my sleep. I need to manage my nutrition so that I feel good and I'm energized for when I want to do the things I want to do. And I yeah. need to get my hour a day where it's just myself. I might listen to podcasts or whatever. But you need to tick all those boxes so it all comes together I, I kind of went off on a tangent there but <laughs> um, Sorry, I've
1: gone off on my, no it makes sense it makes sense you want to yeah. look like as what is it put the put the oxygen mask on yourself before helping anyone else like you as I'm sure you have and I have a bit where trying to do the programs and help everyone else then you might realise after a while you're not looking after like the advice you're giving to other people you're not doing it on yourself anymore like the sleep yes. and the nutrition and all that type of stuff so yeah
0: where do you think um leaving time to enjoy yourself uh, fits into the into the scale of like, obviously working on your uh, your mindset is important, but it's also important, I think, sometimes to do nothing or like play a video game or read a book or whatever it is that you want to do just for yeah. enjoyment and to switch off.
1: Yeah, it's a funny one because I've actually been thinking about that myself recently, just for, like for me, trying to plan it out a bit more. And I think the first thing to say is that everyone is probably different because... Mm. You know, I'm learning from, I just look for successful people, like I said, and I follow them all the time. And, you know, they say you're a product of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm filling my head with Jocko and all these boys and, you know, <laughs> learning from them. But but you'll find they all have different things. You know, I would, I would have said, like, oh, I need to do what Jocko's doing. But, like, that doesn't, that's not going to work for me. Like, no. you know, and uh, and each people have different approaches. So, again, coming back to the test, and that's what I'm doing now because I was trying to do certain approaches. And, like I said, it wasn't really really working for me. And, like, an approach I'm going to actually look at doing now is just, just taking a day off. Like, as in on mm. on Sunday after 1 or 2 p.m., putting the phone away. I'm not doing, like, because I do these stories nearly every day and whatever. And and they're fine. Like, I enjoy them. I love giving out the information. But, they, like, as you'll know, sometimes over in your head. You, yeah, overconsuming, getting into it, and your head is buzzing and all this kind of stuff. So it's literally, I think just try different approaches. But what I'm going to try is literally... Sunday 2 p.m. onwards till Monday morning. I'm doing whatever I want, not mm. not work. What you know what I mean? Not workwise and switching off. I'm going to get outside for a few hours, which I haven't been doing half enough of. And it's a lovely day. You're looking you know, a bit pasty, there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit red because I've been outside.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the nice tan is going to come on now after that. I'm, yeah, oh, I need yeah. to get outside. My room, my roommate is orange like he's been outside a lot. So um, yeah, I think it's finding the balance that works for you. And saying that again though. It's not like just take the whole week off because depending mm-hmm. on what type of person you are, I I, I enjoy doing the work and, and that kind of stuff, but it actually it makes me feel better. Do you know what I mean? Like if mm. I had four things I wanted to do and I'm like, I'll do them next week, I won't be happy over those two days coming up. Do you know what? It'll be kind of in the back of my mind. I'm better doing those four things actually now or over the next two days or at least having a plan of when I'm going to do them. Mm. And then when I get them done, now I can enjoy the kind of off time. So I think it depends. It comes all around having a plan first of all because... I'm only getting more into that recently. My stuff will be all over the place. And uh, I think, as Jordan Peterson puts it very well, have a balance of order versus chaos. You can't go too yeah. far either side. I've kind of tried both. I've been so orderly, no kind of time for myself, not working very much. And obviously, if you're complete chaos, it's not going to be the best. So everyone will be a little bit different on that scale. You kind of just need to find what, what works best for you just just by testing it.
0: Absolutely. And I love, I love that uh, order and chaos, man. As you can tell from... Uh, from the logo that I went with uh, yeah, like, yeah yin and yeah, yang yeah, yeah, order yeah. and chaos that, uh, that that's important I think it's one of the biggest things for myself personally because I've had periods where I've went in just pure chaos just enjoying myself and then pure order of like no enjoyment only training being really obsessive about it and finding that balance is probably one of been one of the harder things that I've had to deal with life has been pretty easy obviously as you can tell if that's all I've had to deal with <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Yeah, that balance is different for everyone. So, as you're saying, you probably look to people like Jocko or whatever, and it's like, right, how can I find that balance? But you're trying to maybe plug in what they were doing. But that's not you. You need to figure out what resonates mm-hmm. with you. For me, I fucking used to be that child that played video games for six hours after school. So, I've tapped into my childhood and it was like, right, I'm going to play a little bit of that every week. It's not going to take away from my work if it's not in my work hours. And... Mm-hmm. If anything, if I use it wisely, I can might even get better hand-eye coordination from it. Who the fuck knows? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. some people that could be going out for a walk with their dog. They don't do it enough maybe to go out for that every day. You know, it's very individual, and I think people sometimes don't like thought of just rest and not doing anything. It's like I think it's a very Irish thing. Um, yeah. If you're not yeah. seen to be busy, you're you're lazy.
1: Yeah. The badge of honor will work? Oh, I really don't like that stuff either because like. I've, you know, I've come from nine to five jobs, like I, I did them for, what was it, four years, um, and like kind of straight away knew it wasn't, you know, it kind of wasn't my scene or whatever, but like there, in most jobs, like who who's in first, who leaves last? Never mind who does the most work or the best, or sorry, who does the most efficient work. It's more like who clocked in first, who clocked out first, who was who was seen to be there the most. Mm. This kind of stuff. Not not in all the jobs I was at now, but just you know some of them. And like I think that's the wrong approach. You're kind of showing people that you need to be flat out all the time, where that's not the case. Like you'd be better off being more efficient than just being there all day. We all we all know if we have an eight-hour day, like in college or school or work. How much of that time are you actually work? Like you might do two hours, four hours of good work. The rest of it is bollocks and round. So, mm. like you'd be better off doing the really efficient work, taking the other time off rather than. Like I know myself, if I have eight hours and I've one thing to do, that one thing takes up the eight hours. Do you know what I'm saying? As in, if yeah. if I was just given two hours though, it'd only take up the two hours. Um, there. So it's yeah. I think we need. To, I'd be pushing working smarter. That's what I'm saying about my training as well. Like the strength programs. It's all yeah. about working smarter. It's not about who's in the gym from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m.? Like, I, the progress I was getting, I'd only train strength three hours a week or something like that. You mm. know what I mean? But it's just I was training smarter. So I think, yeah, that's an Irish thing where, yeah, who's putting in the most work and all this kind of stuff. But, like, the person who's working smarter is going to outlap out them anyway. So I, I don't exactly. I don't really, yeah, agree with that.
0: And the person who looks after the things outside of the work and their training and all that, that's going to plug into the training and work, it's going to make that even better. Um, I think... With speak Going back to like role models and people look up to, I tried to get a few more of those rather than have just like you know more extreme characters that don't they don't put out as much stuff about enjoying themselves because then it make me almost feel like I I don't deserve to enjoy myself. Uh, but is there anybody that you've you kind of resonate with that has a little bit more on that end of the things than um let's like say <laughs> than Jocko?
1: <laughs> yeah, and again that's why I'm saying it's individual because I know like some people. Reached out and they're like, oh fuck, I love that. And other people will be obviously be like, that's not for me. Um, so someone who would be on the lighter side of it than Jocko, uh, I've already said Ross Edgley, but he's very kind of. Jo- oh, well, he does extreme stuff as well. That's not a good example. Um, like
0: I'm putting you on the spot here. None,
1: yeah, don't <laughs> come, come to me off the top of my head because like that's just I love them. David Goggins, the, the Jocko Willock, all them type of hard-nosed lads. Um, no one really comes to me off the top of my head, to be honest. I know. I,
0: you know, I started that and I was like, I can't even remember the one that I had in my head now. <laughs> look, it's all right. You forget. I'm sure there is one. I'm sure you're, it's not all, mm. all of that. But uh, speaking of like those sort of characters, one character that I used to really uh, look up to when I was younger is Michael Jordan. And obviously the new series came out, The Last Dance. And mm. it kind of brought up all those memories. Got that uh, nostalgia hit by watching Space Jam last week as well. <laughs> um, but I used to look up to, up to him massively. And uh, I think looking at characters like that, obviously amazing what he's done. And I don't like cutting, like making people saying like they're not great. Obviously Mm. he was great, but we all have uh, our good and our bad, our chaos and our order and our light and our dark, whatever you want to call it. And I think it's good for people to learn other people's lessons sometimes. And that's where books and documentaries and such uh, are really important. Uh, What would you say is the biggest lesson that you might have learned from a book or like a, a a film or anything any piece of art maybe
1: uh do you do you mean just like a like a life lesson a life lesson yeah, a life the... lesson
0: oh Jesus, I put um, you on the spot here
1: yeah i'm- so, i'm so maybe I am following those guys too much because all the stuff that's come up to me is like the the go for um, it. the Jocko. no I, I'm trying to think of someone more it's probably going to come back to like stoic philosophy um if i i'm trying to think of just because, again, it's on the spot. Trying to think of, like, the, the quotes that resonate with me the most and that have mm. helped me the most. It's probably, um, have you heard of Victor Frankl? Yeah. Before. So, it's I, I loved his book that I read. Um, it's called Man's Search for Meaning. So, he's actually someone who survived the Holocaust. So, um, maybe a bit extreme again. But the, the reason why I, I liked reading that book and I loved his quote is that it gives me perspective. So, when I think of my train and I have it in three different parts, I have physical training and mental and perspective. And I think perspective is a massive one, but I try to put that out on Instagram because I think that will help your life massively because if we're all stuck in our bubble, you know, we're, we're, we're entitled in a lot of ways, like, you know, with we've, we've the most opportunistic time in history with technology and this and that, and we kind of forget how lucky we are in a way, because his quote was, let's see if I remember it now, uh, he's like, there's only one thing that, that can't be taken from man, the last of the human freedoms to choose one's own attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way. And now he said that in the Holocaust, he wrote that down during the Holocaust. So when I read that, I'm kind of thinking he can say, like, that's one of the worst things in humanity in history that that's ever happened. And during that he's saying, look, I know this is terrible, but I can control the one thing no one can take away from me, which is my mindset and my attitude towards life. And he survived and he came through it. So for him to say that, and I'm here thinking, Probably pissed off because the Wi Fi's dropped off or something. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, you know, I need to get more perspective on that. So that's, he always sticks with me. I've learned a lot from that where no matter how bad things are getting, like even my example of the body, like, you know, there's people worse off. There's always someone worse off. And it's just from reading him and the philosophy and stuff, I realized that a massive part of life is about your perspective and how you're viewing it. So I always kind of view it that way. Now, there's other books like The Obstacle is the Way. Which yeah. is just you know even like with, you know I, I put up stuff yesterday about my leg break when I broke my leg and tore my ankle ligaments and all this and I was staying positive. I, I was thinking of them like that's the stuff I would have been thinking about at the time. Um, you know my leg is broke. Okay, you know I'm not. <laughs> I'm still better off than lots of people. And I think you always have two choices. Is what I tell myself and I tell people like no matter what's happening, you can make progress or make excuses. I know that sounds a bit more Jocko E ish, but that's kind of the the reality of it is that look if i broke my leg i could make progress and make excuses during covid you can make progress make excuses even in your general life you know you can just start going for small gains or you can't and i think that's always the same for me but now i think it's becoming a lot clearer during covid you know people are kind of thinking oh i can actually use this time as a bit of an opportunity it's like you can kind of do that stuff anyway do you know what i mean you can be kind of in your normal life like nothing's changed for me in a way people are kind of like has covid changed and this and that i'm like whenever I'm faced with a situation, I think of those two things. I'm like thinking of Viktor Frankl and the perspective. And I'm like, I'm just going to try and make the best of it. Try and do what I can in the stoic way. They'd say, focus on what you can control. Don't worry too much about what you can't control. Cause I, again, I've been that person worrying about things you can't control, worrying about what that person thinks of me over there, worrying, is it going to rain tomorrow? Worrying about all these things. You, like you can't, if, if you're living life like that, you're never going to be happy. I can tell you that now because <laughs> you're like, you're, you are like you you can not control these things. So, I think once I realized there's certain things I can control and I'm going to focus on them and then things started to become a lot better for me mentally and you're not, like I would have, you know, if you told me I'd be on a podcast, I was even more afraid to kind of speak. Do you know what I mean? About like a year ago on Instagram and even about myself, To any of them, like when I made my, I made the YouTube video that I've only just started YouTube now because I want to do like you're doing, get better information out there to people. Like, I, n- I nearly started crying when I was talking about my story about my body because I never said it out loud. You know, like, I never... Fucking powerful, though. Those, those words. Yeah, it's
0: that's, powerful. That's
1: why I'm do- Yeah.
0: And you know and what? That's
1: what? That's what I'm open.
0: I Sorry. Can tell. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to cut you off. It's powerful, and I can tell, like, how much it means to you, and obviously the clients that you have can tell how much it means to you, and the people who watch what, you, what you're putting out can tell what it means to you, and that's a fucking powerful thing. There's not too many people that can say say that they have such a strong message that they've kind of lived the actual message and they're bringing it out to people and to be honest man I think it's going to stand to you really well in the long in the long run Um there's not too many characters that I know that are like you regardless of whether you're going to admit it or not <laughs> I
1: don't know thanks for saying that but look I have just kind of learned from so many people and trying to follow what they're doing but look uh, that's that's yeah Cheers.
0: that's Thanks that's that's, an, that's another irish thing we're very bad at taking compliments we're fucking are. <laughs> I, I, I,
1: I didn't know what to do so i just started scratching my leg you're like yeah we can't really it's hard, i don't know it's just hard to kind of take appreciation from someone i guess so thank you for that and it's i don't know it's yeah i suppose cuz you you want to you don't want to appear cocky and things like that you know what yeah, i mean of course. Whereas, like i i i would i'd say i'd be a humble person i'm finding that tough where you know, like maybe some people are tell you know I should be like, look, my hips are fucked. Now I'm doing the front spits and throwing this in people's faces. Where that wasn't, you know, that kind of wasn't me. Mm. So it's taken me a while to kind of come out and tell my story because, you know, you want to be yourself. You want, you know, I'm, you know, that's not me. Kind of want to be genuine. Stuff. So yeah, I want to, but but at the same time, then I I like as I said earlier, like people won't really resonate with me or notice kind of how much I've done if they don't know where I've came from. So I think it's hey, so, it's coming, man.
0: You're gonna, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that right recipe soon. I, I can tell from you talking. You obviously want to get better at trying to get that across to more people, and it's gonna happen, uh, one way or another. And look, anything that they do to get the good message out, man, I will definitely help you
1: so this is out to the millions now so look uh, uh, yeah, yeah, out to the
0: millions now <laughs> our man, two mothers watching it <laughs> two mothers well we're after talking for well over an hour and I have enjoyed it. every every bit of it man and I'm going to finish Me off too. with some final questions Uh perfect big, I'm big into podcasts and I've always been uh, as soon as podcasts became big, uh, a big thing I started listening to loads of different ones and a lot of people do final questions I I didn't want to be getting final questions. And I was like, oh, I'm copying everyone else. But I said, put my own own twist. And I like that segment because it gets some quick answers. You can just get a small glimpse into somebody's head. Um. So what's the one thing that you have done in isolation that you wouldn't have done usually?
1: I, okay, I think, again, a bit cringy. I've looked more into looking after mental health in a way as in my own structure. Because like I just mentioned there, I'm usually very easy going that type of stuff. I, I was getting a bit anxious lately, just last week, you know, nothing bad, but, but just around trying to put too much pressure on myself and that that's, that's not something I, you know, I'm usually the kind of plowing on and this and that and then mm. I, I kind of just had a moment where I was like, you know, I was, I was in a nine to five. I wanted to get out doing a job I love, like I'm doing that and, you know, I am, I should be, I should be happy. Like I should be like, waking up every morning this is class like it is do you know what I mean when I'm working with people but I was having a few days and I was like man you didn't learn that or you didn't do this and that." And, and I've actually just took a step back and yeah as you're saying I need to probably follow more people a bit less like Jocko just I needed a bit of a break from that and yeah that's probably the thing that I haven't done that in a good while now and I suppose it's, it's got me progress but yeah that would be the one I could think of
0: that's good uh, that's, that's, that's a very very uh, good one and I think I've had similar things myself where I'm like should be waking up feeling like I I'm I'm living my dream life because I want to be a coach. I want to help people. Uh, but it is sometimes over puts too, putting too much pressure on yourself to try and get loads of things done when you realize that you can only do what you can do right now, control yeah. what you can control, mm. enjoy the moment, and then move on. But uh, next question. Best movie or series or documentary that you've watched in isolation?
1: In isolation? Um Possibly Iron Mind. Have you seen Iron Mind from a London Reel? No. No. Um. Was that the best one? Probably was. You know. You know London Real and Brian Rose. Mm. So there's a documentary on him where he went to do a Iron Man completely vegan. Oh. Um. And yeah, it's just uh, we won't go off now. I know they're quick fire rounds, but no. Yeah, that that was probably the, the best one I watched. And uh, yeah, again, because he opened up through and he actually told everyone how in his youth he actually got into a stage where he was doing drugs and this and that and he actually just wanted to do similar to what we're doing he didn't feel like he was in the right spot wants to give up better information and as he said he was actually he went on joe rogan and he was saying things like i don't know joe rogan said to him he's like if you want to change the world you need to show the world how you've changed you know similar to what i'm trying to do and what you're trying to do so that's probably i haven't watched too many documentaries but that one i watched in isolation and i really kinda of resonated with it and uh and yeah he was obviously pushing himself to the max so like that <laughs> too oh, yeah. so just the combination of it was the pushing yourself to the max but it got into the kind of mindset and stuff yeah, and yeah. him being like we said the humbleness and that kind of thing which is good.
0: Cool. Must give that a little uh, a little watch. I haven't watched a good series uh, doc uh, documentary in a while, apart from like the docuseries with the Bulls, but must give mm-hmm. that a wee dig into. Now I'm not sure what, what you're like in the music and the things, but I love music, man. Music is one of the most important parts of my way to enjoy myself and relax. Uh, do you have any uh, a favorite album or even if it's a favorite uh, artist or song if you're not that
1: big into music? I'm not massive into music. I have a very weird taste of music, but I will say so. Give it to me. You, you'll, either, <laughs> you'll either catch me listening to like hard rock or heavy metal or I'll have house music on. class. So, weird combination there and it's actually my brother used to play the drums and he used to love heavy metal so that's when I was a child I'd hear that in the background all the time and I used to think it was shite like lads scream this and that and then actually over time I, like if I was doing a one rep max day or something like I need, I need that nothing really kind of comes close to but then I think it's from the college days the house, like house parties and that kind of stuff like the house music I love that as well so that would be yeah. it's, it'd be one or the other and some rap and stuff turning there but I, I wouldn't be massive into music like I wouldn't be massive into it, good.
0: Any song anyway. Any song that you put on When you're training And it's just like Fuck yeah Shit's about to go down
1: Oh There's loads But like There's kind of heavy metal Type of stuff Oh and I love uh, heavy metal
0: man ah, I love it I love heavy metal So I'm probably uh, going to know no, the song
1: There was a new band See I'm um, Again kind of I throw on the Spotify The Discover Or whatever it is And ah. There was a, What was the last band I came across I think it was The Slaves They're not really heavy metal now But um. There was some of their music, but that like the heavy metal stuff could be breaking Benjamin or Trivium or Love it. All love that it. kind of stuff. And I get I get yeah.
0: the vibes, man. I, I like so, them. Stuff vibes where your roommates are, are like
1: <laughs> <laughs> shit's going down, but yeah stuff where you're like roommates are like turn that shit off. And you're like, Right, yeah. here here's fucking Katy Perry or something. <laughs> <laughs> Back
0: on. Brilliant. Uh what's the one book that you would say your, your favourite book or maybe the book that had the most impact on you? possibly spoke uh, about it already anyway
1: Jesus there's, there's been so many actually again a plug if you go on my Instagram I literally did this a while ago someone asked me this and I did a breakdown of my favourite 30 books so it's in my highlights and you'll see it all there so as you can see someone asked me for one and like, I gave 31 one uh, maybe the man search for meaning other than right, that it's probably we'll with that Jock, one. it's probably it's, it's probably extreme ownership from Jocko either because it just it was, two then <laughs> the right yeah two the right book at the right time like you said yeah when, if information comes to you at the right time if I read Jocko years ago I would, I would have thrown it away but it was just that I needed that kick in the ass at the time and I read it at the right time so Class. I think it's really depends on that
0: Man that was some some conversation man we dug into all sorts there and thanks for sharing your story and it was fucking great to finally be chatting to you and thanks again for all the compliments my head is, oh, going, t- is going to be struggling to <laughs> fit this though, mate <laughs> well, thanks a million
1: Thanks a million.
0: Sorry, you, you continue on. I cut you off there.
1: No, I was just going to say just for replaying it back. Thanks a million. Like this is the first podcast I've ever done. Hopefully it went okay. We'll we'll get better from here. But uh, yeah, thanks again. Like I said, for reaching out and for supporting me and everything and for having that, that impact on me. Like I said, I'm more open to reaching out to other coaches and just kind of help people on on their journey as well. So yeah, the, if if well, you 're not a success unless you're making others a success Coach, exactly who was that from? Who was that from Mike Did you make that up yeah no I didn't fucking make that up <laughs> come on now.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm not i, I don't talk about any of these it. things i i I find them so elsewhere uh, <laughs> but I will have to find out where I got that one from i can't remember off the top of my head uh, to, just to finish off uh what services are you offering out to people and uh, where can they find you
1: yeah, perfect so it's mainly all coming from from instagram so Uh, The name now is, you can find me in the tag, Guy Who Didn't Settle, Uh, the nice cheesy one there, and it's Mark McCourt as well, M-A-R-K-M-C-C-O-U-R-T. I just started YouTube now too, so again, like you, trying to put out the the content that is going to be evergreen and not just go away after the story, so that's Mark McCourt, same name again, Um, and and yeah, they're they're the two main things. In terms of services then, I offer mobility and strength programs, so It's basically anyone looking to improve the movement capacity. So, you know, for people like me who have different issues, feeling stiff, feeling tight, hip issue, back, this and that, that's what the mobility program is for. 12-week mobility programs there. And then since I got out of that hole, my story then was kind of like, okay, I'm feeling great now. What do I do? And I was like, right, I want to actually get strong as fuck here and I hired loads of coaches there in America and, and got that progress really quick um, towards you know heavy squats and splits and one arm chin up type stuff so I'm offering strength programs now too so um, for those it's people who may not have specific issues you know what I mean but you just you want to know how to train better train for Health and longevity, which I think was missing for me, I think training to be jacked is ridiculous. Like you can, you know, you can get that from training, you know, to be healthier and just training um, in a smart way for, for your strength. So that's the two things mainly. People with loads of limitations, I'd say, mobility program now is a great time to actually work through that stuff. When, when fishermen can't go to sea, they repair the nets. Now is the time yeah. to repair all nets. <laughs> you know, it's, you have no better time to do it. Um, and then, yeah, all the way other than that, it's just strength programs. People looking to train in more health and, and longevity.
0: Lovely, man. Thanks very much. And uh, you take care, bud.
1: You too. Thanks a million. Talk soon.